0: Welcome back to the Raising Unstoppable Girl Athletes Podcast. I'm Coach Brie, a mental performance coach for girl athletes, and I am so happy you are here. Whether you are just getting started on this whole sports mom journey, with your daughter, or maybe you are an experienced sports mom with a lot of seasons under your belt, this is your go-to podcast to help you build confidence and mental resilience in your athlete so that she can enjoy her sports journey and so that you can too. Now, today's episode is a special one. We have Katie, Becky, and Allie who are founders of the company I Believe in Me, specifically all around building confidence in middle school girls. Now, before we get into our conversation with Katie, Becky, and Allie, I have a Shout out from one of our girls inside the Elite Competitor Program. Now, I recently was chatting with one of the moms going through ECP. We did a little check-in and she had this to say recently. Her name's Katie. She said, we're a little behind, but we're working on incorporating the 3-2-1 Brave into daily work. It has been a huge help as my 10-year-old was faced with a tough decision to try out for a new soccer team. She's been doing the mental work every morning and I think it must be centering her because she's crushing it. I'm so excited to hear this for a lot of reasons. First of all, that this mental work is paying off for your daughter, Katie, which is great. But also, for those of you who aren't familiar, the 321 Brave is our daily mindset routine that we teach inside the Elite Competitor Program. And it consists of a very specific routine that athletes do. It doesn't take them longer than about seven minutes. And part of it includes visualization, includes some breath work, includes affirmations that they visualize and bring to life. And so, this simple act of grounding herself in our our 321 brave routine really does make a big impact on how athletes show up in their sport and how they feel confident, ready and equipped with strategies to be able to handle whatever comes their way. So, nice job incorporating that and I love to see that it's paying off. All right, we're going to get into Today's episode with Katie, Allie, and Becky of I Believe in Me. Now, the three of them are actually three moms who have a total of 17 children between them. So among those 17 children, we have soccer players, baseball players, volleyball players, competitive dancers, and even collegiate athletes. But along with being sports moms, their education and professional backgrounds enabled them to create a company called I Believe in Me. So for over 30 years, these women have worked with girls to strengthen their confidence and realize their potential. I Believe in Me promotes self-motivation and resilience through real-life strategies and tools to foster growth. Becky, Katie, and Allie are working to strengthen the hearts and minds of young girls. Now, our conversation was very inspiring, and I think it's going to provide a lot of perspective, especially if you are the mom of a middle school girl, which these ladies specifically work with in their I Believe in Me program. So I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with these ladies. All right. I have Becky, Katie, and Allie from I Believe in Me. Thank you ladies for being on. Hello. We're so happy to be here. Thank, Thank you. you. Hi everyone. We were just connecting before we hit record and have a lot of similarities in the adolescents that we serve. Middle schoolers and building confidence and providing parents with resources to navigate this whole middle school journey and how important it is. So I'm thrilled to have you all on. Now we have three of you on, and I was just saying, I've never had three people on a podcast at once. So (laughs) you you probably are used to this, so we'll navigate it just fine. But will one of you or all of you, you can all, all pipe in and kind of say, say who you are and who's speaking, kind of give us a background on, and how you got, how you got started with all of this.
1: Sure. I'm Katie and our main company is called Bloomfully. And we have two different programs right now and more are coming, but one is for elementary age. And I believe in me, what we're talking about today is our middle school program. And both the whole purpose of our companies is to strengthen girls, just like what you're doing on your elite athlete. So we're just excited to be here. We have a passion and want to help these sweet girls be the best versions of
0: themselves. Oh, I love it. Okay. And you all have this amazing garden theme which i love and i just know a teeny bit about it but i think that we can start there because i think it'll kind of paint the picture for where we go in our conversation today which is all about how to do just that how to build confidence in our girls so can you explain what this garden thing theme is and how it guides how you interact with your girls
2: well it actually came about because katie is she loves gardens and she loves to garden in her backyard And as this company was forming itself, she realized, you know what? There's so much symbolism that exists in a garden and in growing and correct me if I'm wrong, Katie, but she just thought this is the ticket to help these girls understand how to plant a seed and how to grow and how to bloom and have that growth mindset. I mean, there's so much symbolism. We also teach these girls and see the symbolism in a garden holds many different kinds of flowers and they're each beautiful They're all going to be different. They're going to look different. They're going to smell different. They're going to grow differently. And we need each of their beauty to complement each other so that there's not just one kind of flower in a garden. There's multiple kinds. And to find that uniqueness in these girls and to help them grow those talents, whatever they might be, and then to share that, you know? And so it's been really fun as we teach or as we try to implement tools From practical tools to social skills, we use the the garden analogies and we use words like soil checks, which we can explain later, or routines are the roots, or things like that that help them realize that there's really some very simple basic
1: principles here that will help make a difference in your garden of life. Mm -hmm. And I think a couple of reasons, and I'll even tie it to the sports, where you've got this garden, like the mental... Side of someone's life, especially a tween, they don't quite know how to navigate it yet. And so, by bringing in these garden symbolisms and the, you tie the two things together, they are able to grasp it a little bit more quickly and for longer. It will stay with them for the rest of their lives as they make these decisions. And you think of a team, like everyone plays a part in a sports team, and together they can really get it done, make it happen, and have success. Whether there's a win or there's not a win, they have that that memory, those learning experiences, like Becky was saying, we're, we're each so different. We bring something else to our team of life or our garden of life. And those unique talents and gifts are what our confidence should, we should grow those. And through growing those and practicing those on a field or just in life that brings stability and confidence for these girls.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And you do have all of these fun analogies like soil checks and the weeds and where the weeds come from. Can you talk about those really fast? I just think they're interesting.
3: Yeah, I'll take that one. This is Allie. Hello. Hi, everyone. Allie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so soil checks. One of the first things we teach the girls are what we call soil checks, where it's kind of like a self monitoring system where they kind of check in with themselves, how their mind is feeling and how their heart is feeling and to make sure those two are aligning. And when they're not that's kind of their signal that something's off. Something's not right. The situation that they are in or the things that they might be participating in is not helping them grow or being the best that they can be. So let's take it onto the field. So I played competitive soccer growing up and there was always, there can be teammate drama in any facet of a sport that you play. And if there's gossip happening or if there's bad mouthing or she should have done this or she should have done that or or kind of just bad mouthing someone you can check in these girls know that like hey I'm involved in a conversation and actually my heart doesn't feel really great about this that's what's going on and so she we give them tools we give them real life things that they can do to remove themselves from that situation or to change the situation they can change the subject they can simply walk away they don't need to participate in the gossip or the bad mouthing or the back talking that sometimes can happen in life, in middle school, and especially on a field when there is competition that just naturally happens between teammates. So, these different things that we, these different garden analogies, it's something that can be so readily available to these girls when they are in a situation, be like, okay, this probably isn't a nice. Thing to say, or my heart's not feeling good because they're talking about, about the coach or my friend or a teammate that they can, they can stop the conversation and change the trajectory of
0: what goes on after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such an important life skill to be able to be in awareness around that too. So we, we teach athletes right. a similar thing and how, when we can actually be aware of how we're feeling which is typically connected to a thought. And then we can shift that thought and take action. Yeah. So important. We talked a little bit before we hit record also about kind of the similarities and what we see in our our athletes and in our, our girls and what they're struggling with. And so I am curious as to what you see, what are tweens struggling with right now? I'm sure moms that are listening are like, well, I can tell you too, but what are you seeing from your perspective? I mean, you're all also moms of a lot of different ages of kids, but what are you seeing right now? in our? Um, I feel like I see them getting distracted really easily,
1: whether mm-hmm. it's from a device, whether it's from comparing themselves to someone else and feeling down, like they're kind of looking around. They're not as, focused on what they're trying to accomplish and when that focus gets dulled or is lacking that's when they start to flounder mentally socially emotionally because they don't know their roots are you know everything's flailing around so we try to bring these girls back and set up a pattern and Becky mentioned earlier one of the mantras we have is routines are the roots Mm -hmm. having that daily morning routine after school routine prepping for a game routine you know like winding down at night, routine, prepping for the next. having those little set routines can keep them moving. So when something bad happens, which we call in our garden, worms, the unexpected things, something goes bad in life. And obviously for an athlete, you don't perform like you wanted to, you make a major mistake and maybe even lose the game because of it for everyone. Those are like, you don't want that to happen. You weren't expecting that to happen. You were trying for that <laughs> not to happen, but yet it happened. And so what to do with that bad situation? And we say, go back to your routines. So, for, fill those wormholes with light and keep yourself moving forward. Don't let it stop you. Don't let it get you too discouraged, where you you know stop trying or you think you're so bad, and those mental you know attacks on your own self start to happen. Keep moving forward. And the more you do that, the more you, you know, your routines will always keep you steady. No matter what happens the night before, there's always a new sunshine. The sun is rising the next day and you've got a fresh start. You know who you are. You're a girl with gifts to grow and share, and you know what you can do. And maybe you need to try harder or get more help in a certain area, but have confidence to keep moving forward. And we also know that when those hard things happen, they make us stronger if we let them and we don't let, you know, so I feel like distractions, these girls face a lot of distractions mentally, socially, device wise. And so if they can stay, they know their course, they know their routines. If they can stick to that, they can find a lot of success and stability.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oh, I agree. You go in,
1: ahead. Becky. In addition, this is
2: Becky, by the way, yeah. in addition to that distraction, which is huge, I also feel that these middle schoolers put a lot of pressure on themselves to be perfect. So there's a lot of achievement for perfection. And sometimes there's a disconnect. They look at something and they think, oh, I want to be that. And then when they're not that they're hard on themselves. And so trying to help these kids realize that there's a process to working hard to achieving your goals. Right. And you can't just instantly be something you have to work hard and there's just progress attainable, like progress over perfection is something we try to help these girls repeat in their mind that none of us are going to be perfect ever. And that's okay. But if we're progressing as an athlete, as a human, as a mom, as a whoever, that's, that's good. Just let's be a little bit better today than we were yesterday. And little tiny, little tiny habits are great. Little tiny steps. You climb a mountain one step at a time. So don't focus on the big perfect picture, which might not even be real, right? On social media, there's a lot yeah. of deception there, but just the accepting who you are and that what you have inside, if you work hard, you can be the best version of you. You can make progress, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. Oh, I love what you're doing with these girls. Now, from the parent perspective, so we see that, and I know parents that are listening are like, yes, that's what my daughter needs to hear, and I want that for her. From the parent perspective, how can we help cultivate that? How can we, this is a big, broad question that we're all looking for the answer. How do we build confidence in our our tweens? I'll take that one.
3: I think we can build confidence by teaching them Something that we call the four C's don't compare, don't criticize, don't complain, and don't compete. And if they, as a parent, were the example, right? And I'm just starting my 10 year old, my nine, actually, it's like nine and a half. He's starting to get into more competitive baseball. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that is one of the most competitive sports because it's obviously a team sport, but it is very individualized. And you see the parents competing a lot. And they're the example, and they're the ones kind of setting the tone. And one thing we teach these girls is those four things. If you can shy away and and don't compare yourself to the other players, to each other, and don't compete, we have something we call, we can all be awesome at the same time. I'm awesome. You're awesome. We can all be awesome at the same time. And that's what makes a strong girl. That's what makes a strong individual. It will raise her confidence And that is essentially what can make a strong team in the end. And the middle school is so, I mean, you guys remember middle school. It is, you are competing and criticizing and there's gossip and you're comparing. It is like this just bubble of that going constantly because girls don't know who they are. And if we can teach them that they are strong and confident and beautiful all in their own way and to not compete with each other they are going to be so much better in the end. And so as parents, we've got to start. It's got to start with us. We've got to set the example and we've got to show them that it's okay. It's okay. If this person is better than us, or if they have this, or if they have that, we are amazing and wonderful all in our own way. And so I think that is what can build extreme confidence in an individual. Cause it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. It just matters what you are doing, and you're working hard, and trying hard, and just doing the absolute best that you can be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's good. It really does start with us in the example, also, that we're setting for our kids. Not to say that we are. I mean, we do have a big influence, but it's not all on us. You know, we always tell right. parents, you know, we do what we can to shape the environment and show up. And actually, I find some empowerment in that because it's like I need to less focus on like changing my daughter. And more about like, hey, what can I control? And I can control what I say out loud to her. I can control my own confidence, how I show up, like all of that. I'm like, okay, I actually feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, okay, I do want to ask because you know, we see this a lot in athletics, the whole pressure and not feeling good enough and always just like constantly beating themselves up. How would you suggest a parent navigate that in the best way? She's not feeling like she's good enough. Yeah. I mean, one of our tools is you don't have time for that. You don't have time for that because where's that going to lead you? You know, where's that talk
1: and all those feelings like, okay, so this maybe something bad happened or something, or you're feeling this way. Okay, so now what? You know, like, what are we going to do? And a lot of times we say turn worry into work, like whether it's working on the sport or just working on something in your life, like maybe you wanted to redecorate your room. Okay, let's do that. You know, let's get busy. Let's get moving. Let's keep things. And I think. With my own children and watching them go through sports. And then we've had some very difficult journeys. I have a son that wants to play collegiate baseball and he's very close, but we've had some major life decisions that we've had to make and some really things that have not gone his way in high school at all. And to be able to, it's been heartbreaking. I remember just dropping him off and just crying as a parent because he's yeah. walking in and he's showing up for his team and his ability should get him on that field. But a particular coach just would not for whatever reason. And it, yeah. everyone knew it was wrong based on his ability. And so to be able to talk to that child and say, look, this is what it is. There's not much we can do right now, but let how there's always a way to turn a trial or an obstacle into a blessing there's always a a chance to grow. Like for, I believe in me, we're all about garden theme. There's always a chance to grow no matter how rainy the day, the storm clouds come, but your garden needs rain. And to be honest, that coach taught my son how to show up at the plate and perform any chance he got. He's become tough as nails Mm -hmm. and we're almost grateful I really don't love that person very much.
0: Yeah, I love I hear you. I would say I love them, but I
1: don't really don't like them. But, yeah. but there's always an opportunity to grow as an athlete. I feel like with my kids. And usually the most growth comes in those really hard moments where you really don't have much control.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Becky. That's very well said.
2: <laughs> yes, very well said. And I would also add as parents. It's timing. It comes down to the timing too when we're trying to help our children be the best athlete they can be. I have a middle schooler who's actually a competitive dancer and I would consider her an athlete. She is strong. She's like, she's like, you know, incredibly achieving goals and things that she wants to do. And sometimes my perfectionism can come out. I grew up a dancer and after a competition where she gets, you know, ranked or awarded or whatever. And like, I just found myself early on being critical at the wrong times. And so then I made myself a goal that driving home from those competitions, that I would compliment her on everything she did right. Everything that I saw good, even though she might've missed something, she might've like not hit something or whatever it might be. I would not bring that up at that moment, Mm -hmm. but find A time where there wasn't the pressure added and it was maybe because she was she was already beating herself up. Right. So she doesn't need a second source, especially her mom saying, oh, my gosh, you missed your triple or you missed whatever. Mm -hmm. So driving home from a competition immediately after a game, immediately after anything, it's all fertilizer from me it's compliments we we believe compliments are the fertilizer to help that soil that soil needs to be dense with nutrients especially from parents so find the things to be grateful for and to compliment them on at at the right times and then back off a little bit maybe a week later you can say hey you know what i just wanted to say you did so great at competition or your game was so awesome i did notice that You know, maybe such and such and such. Maybe go work on that this week, you know, but, but there, but to take out the emotion and to take out the pressure, it helps to time it right, like to help these girls with that in their own mind pressure, you know, find the good, is Mm -hmm. would be my advice. Cause I had to do that. I had to teach myself to do that because, because it was hard. I was like, okay, Becky, this is not helping her be a stronger dancer, right? It's going to kill her confidence. So tell her what you loved. And it's been easy.
3: It's been so fun. I just realized I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ali, you're not. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think we're so quick to like. We want to fix as parents. Does what we do, we fix things. We yep. help our kid become better. And so as Becky's talking, I'm like, I always compliment this one particular child who plays baseball. It's so, such a technical game, softball, baseball, and I'm just realizing, oh gosh, I think I, think I actually. Criticize a little bit more, so I need to sprinkle more fertilizer. So this has been a great—it's
0: like a it, master class. For- it is a master
3: class that if we can, and we tell them, we teach the girls this too, is to sprinkle fertilizer, like Becky said, and because they already know what they did wrong, they already know what they don't need a reminder. We can help them grow, but, anyways, I'm just having life lessons. <laughs>
0: No, I think it's, I think it's, it's great. And I mean, you really did hit the nail on the head because we, we feel like we're helping. Like when we criticize, I wouldn't even call it criticizing because you're like, I'm not criticizing, right. I'm helping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Right. but it, it feels good for us. But I mean, in, we've had thousands of athletes through our program and one of the main things that they say like there's a specific prompt when they go through it's asking what do you what would you like what looks like support from your mom and dad before during and after games and after games always they put I need space I want them to just let me be stop asking right. questions just like let's go eat it's just like across the board that's what they want and so it's like oh huh, there might be something to that yeah, right you good food I'm telling you
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah where I like want like a sit down session okay we're gonna analyze everything that we yeah, can. yeah. I can tell I'm like oh we're not gonna Discuss what just happened, but I'm oh, going really yummy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just have them full of food.
0: That's what I need yeah. to do. Got it. Well, I kind of want to continue this masterclass by asking this question, especially. I mean, so Becky, you mentioned that you have a a son who's playing volleyball in college right now. Yeah, Katie, you mentioned that your son is very close to that level. So, and then Allie has has younger kiddos. You said three to eleven ish, but it's really that the whole thing covered. But from your perspective, like Becky and Katie, Allie, you too, but you know, you no, have a lot things. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious, like looking specifically about their sports journey and like your role in it as parents, is there anything that you would do differently? I want to know that. And then also, like, what's the best thing that you have done? Like, what's the best advice you can give outside of what you've already given us so far? <laughs> I honestly
1: will say, I I don't think I would do anything differently. I think what I wanted to say earlier when we were talking, but I'd already kind of weighed in on it is perspective, like Mm. whether or not he ends up getting where he wants to go with this sport. He is my son and I love him to no end. And I love Max more than his baseball ability. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's fun as a parent with his ability. It's fun to be in the, it's fun to be the one watching him and the success he has and to be like, yep, that's my boy. I rarely say that, but it is fun. And I'll admit that that side of it is really fun, Mm -hmm. but I have to check myself with that because that puts more pressure on if I'm chatting and like talking with everyone that puts more pressure on him. This is his dream. This isn't my dream. I remind him about all the time. Dad and I are here to support you and we will help you make this dream come true as much as we can possibly do. But we have to know when we're crossing lines, whether it's, it's too hard on you, it's too hard on the family or the joy has gone. You know, we're always checking in on the joy is this, you know? And so just keeping that perspective, he's an, a phenomenal baseball player, but that's not all he does. Yeah. He's not just a baseball player. And to remind him of that he has lots of gifts to grow and share, but baseball is obviously the one that's highlighted the most. And so just keeping that perspective, that's what I would say we're good at. And sometimes he kind of tries to twist it where <laughs> it's like, I'm going to let you and dad down. I'm like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 you are never letting us down. You've already surpassed any goal or dream that we ever have had for you. This is all just bonus. We are following your lead. We're here to help you. And just know it doesn't matter to us if you make it to college sports or not, but it matters to us because it matters to you. And so just to kind of remember the order in it, it's not us dragging them there. It's not us like, "Ah, what what was that play? What were you doing thinking? You know, it's not us Mm -hmm. doing that. Like Ali said, they're doing that to themselves because he wants it so bad. So trying to gauge the passion and the joy and to try to keep that joy there and back off when we... When we might need to, and ease that burden for him that he's already putting on himself.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Such a great perspective on that. So true. It's so yeah. true. And
2: I would add to that as saying, I would support them through their failures, which quote unquote aren't really failures. So my son who plays college volleyball. His goal was to be a college basketball player. That was his love. Basketball was his first love, always has been, maybe always will be even yet. And he played all growing up, played through middle school, was the MVP, they won, you know, the whole region champions. He started high school as a basketball player and the coach never played him. And it crushed him. So it was it was really a different energy and a different dichotomy for him. Like all of a sudden now into high school, he wasn't the best player, you know, coming from middle school. He was the big man on campus high school. He wasn't. And the coach would only put him in, you know, for the last two minutes of the game, if they were already like 20 points ahead. And he personally was so frustrated and would come home after every single game that year and just cry and be like, I'm so frustrated. I've worked. And he would put in the extra work Mm because he would just think I work harder. This will pay off. Right. And it didn't. And it didn't. And at the end of that season, he had a friend say, Hey, you should go try out for volleyball. And he's like, what? Like I've never played volleyball in my life, but he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to risk it. He loves sports overall, right? And he's excellent. He's just very athletic. So he did. He decided to go try out for the high school volleyball team and he made it. And then he joined club and then he worked hard. And then by his senior year, they won state that year in Uh volleyball. His club team took nationals and he was recruited by a college team. And it's so ironic that even three years prior, all of his time was on a basketball court And he felt like a failure by the end of his freshman year. But we just kept saying, Jackson, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to try something different, we support you. It's not a failure. Just keep doing something you love. Keep involved. Don't give up. Don't give up. And don't be too hard on yourself. You'll find a way. And he's grateful that his coach didn't play him. You know, I mean, now looking back, he loves his team. He loves his experience. He's on full rights scholarship. It's completely shaped his adult life right now, his college experience. And he didn't even know that it was going to be like that. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I think as parents, we can, you know, have an idea of what might be in store for them, or we see them go through these hard things and think it's all lost, right? They're never going to do this or they failed. The coach doesn't see their value or whatever it might be. But as long as, like Katie said, as long as your child knows that you love them for who they are and that you will support them, and that failures are not always failures. Usually they're not, they're just stepping stones to who you're really supposed to be. So to take advantage of that opportunity and learn from it and grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's such a good story. And I was just talking to our girls last night, the girls in the program, we do like a a two times a month Zoom call. And we talked about just what you're saying, but you know, this situation is happening for me, not to me. And they all had to write down, like we had had to pick a situation that they were like not happy about or whatever, wasn't going their way. And they had to write down 15, they were forced to write down 15 reasons why this is happening for you. And yeah, by the end, I mean, like, wow, your example and story, that's like, so well, amazing, you know, Yeah, it's crazy. No, that's a crazy yeah. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even just that mindset of like getting out of that victim mindset of like, oh, this is all happening to me or the coach isn't playing me and, you know, but okay, this is happening for me for something else for, you know, so I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I, this has been really great. I mean, you're also full of wisdom and I'm learning a lot from the three of you. So I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with our mom community. Can you talk a little bit about your program for middle schoolers? Sure. Yeah. It's online and we are very adamant that
1: it's very safe. So each girl that joins our program gets their own unique login and password. And then when they log in, they see different sections and it's set up where they get a new episode every week. They're about 12 to 15 minutes long about different topics of life at this time. So we do 10 to 13 years old. So everything that, I mean, there's a lot of new things coming their way and things that they're interested in. So we sprinkle it all in, but the real meat of our program, we call planting the seeds, just like garden theme where it's those, it's really the things that parents are already telling them, but they probably should hear from a different source. So our program really is a major resource and backup for parents coming from in a different way, in a fun, happy, different voice. And so these girls can watch the episode every week. Similar to your program, we've got a monthly Zoom call where we all gather together. It's voluntary. They don't have to attend or anything like that, but talk about those different topics. Friendship comes up all the time. How to navigate friends and girls and drama and the happy parts and the hard parts and when you feel alone and all those things. We have study skills. We've got talking about your daily routines. We've got fashion. We've got adding makeup to your life. What does that look like? Changing bodies. What's that what's going to happen to my, you know, to my body as a girl? What are study habits? Prepping for school, prepping for sports, just everything. So we handle all those different things. And the girls can really navigate the program on their own. They get to kind of pick and choose where they spend their time online. But really the point is they come, they log in at a safe place. They get to view these things, plant those seeds of ideas of what they can work on in their own life to grow their own talents and to share them again. Our huge mentality is grow and share. We feel like when a girl is sharing her talents and who she is with the world, with her family, with her community, with her school class, with her church group, with her friend group, that she's going to become stronger. And that's where a lot of confidence comes That She has something to offer that this world needs her and what she uniquely has to offer. So that's what they'll learn. And then we want them to get offline and go try those things, go try something new. Like Jackson did with volleyball, just Put yourself out there, see what you're good at and what sticks or just what you want to do and work really hard to make it happen. So it's all about empowering and supporting these girls and indirectly or directly supporting the parents of these girls and helping them to become, just love themselves, um, know that they have something to offer, get to work growing, don't get distracted by the world, but really focus on what they want out of life and how to get there and, and then just just letting
0: them soar and just cheering them on their path of life and their garden of life. Mm-hmm. Wow. That sounds amazing. Where can our moms find more information just about your program? Where can they follow you? All that good stuff. So they can
3: go online. We are at bloomfully.com. And like we said, with that's like our kind of like our mother company. And you'll see, I believe in me right there. It'll take you to the program and you can, read through what we're all about and how the program kind of works. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at I believe in me girls. And we put some fun things. Like we said, the zoom calls, a lot of the girls will send in different things that they're learning and how they're, they're helping and serving in their community. So we have a lot of interaction with them through the website and on social media. And, and it's fun. It's fun to see all the things that they are doing to bless their lives and to bless the lives of those around them and, and they really get into this, this positive mindset, this kind of sharing mindset where they are going out into their community, their churches, their families, and just making the world a better place.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ali, Becky, Katie, for being here. Thank you for what you're doing in the lives of these young girls and in parents. It's been a pleasure to have you three on the podcast. Thanks, Bree. You're awesome. Yes. yes thank, thank you. you. So thank fun. you.